Hello, everyone. Welcome to Just Jana, a podcast where each month I'll speak to a variety of industry leaders to bring you education, trends, and relevant topics in franchising. I'm your host, Jana Bailey, CEO of FranNet. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another edition of Just Jana. I'm thrilled to have as my guest today, Connie Miller from PowerPods Coach. You're going to enjoy this session and learn a great deal. So welcome, Connie. Yes, thank you so much for having me here today, Jenna. And thank you for the very warm welcome, too. We really appreciate that. So, uh, so yeah, so where did we come from? So PowerPods has been around for about four years now. And, um, and it all started with a bit of a dream. We had a dream. Uh, and we, by that, I mean a bunch of entrepreneurs that... Um, recognized something within the franchise space that was missing and we wanted to explore it and now four years in we can say we have the data is in and it's working um and it started with uh, uh, my good friend jeff cook he's the master franchisor for backbusters he's been in the franchise industry for over 20 years um he owned his own units first and then he opened up an entire country so he sort of came from that angle. And I came from a business consulting angle. So I used to be a business consultant for small businesses. Um, and I used to work with them specifically around business development. Um, and in that, I actually worked with some franchisees as well. So I kind of had that you know, consulting insight. Um, the franchises I was working with at the time were Hanago and Driving Miss Daisy and also um, Valhalla Pure, which I think is more of a Canadian outfit here. And, um, and so together, we sort of, we realized something, something was missing. And that was franchisees were not performing equally. And they all had the same sort of starting point and the same investment and the same interest. And they wouldn't get the same results and the same return on their investment. And so, um, and so the dream was we wanted to level that playing field and we wanted to make sure that all franchisees have an opportunity to become a top producer. And that's our mission. That's why we're here. And now uh, 6,000 hours later, coaching hours, we sort of, we, we manage it in coaching hours. Um, we can say that we really have that impact now, and we can unlock people's potential by, and we're using a very proprietary method with that. Um, and we focus solely on franchising. So we don't coach anything or anyone else. Um, and so we're really thrilled about to say that, yes, it is possible. It isn't a myth. And, um, and on top of that, because we collect data, we also, we're sort of a little bit of a trendsetter when it comes to that. So it's actually, you know, it's not just an intuition that we kind of feel like, oh, you're making these changes. It's a real thing. So, yeah. Well, I love that you say you're unlocking, you know, their the power of their minds. In, in your experience, what kind of things need unlocking, Connie? Yeah, yeah. It's changing what needs to be unlocked as our world has changed, you know, since we first got started. But let me just perhaps bring you, you know, pre-pandemic before we kind of go into that topic. Um 
Once upon a time, when we first started with some of the franchisees that we were working with, they were everywhere from people that have been in the system a long time, um, people who had recent or people who've been in the system for a long time and then became a franchisee. They took the plunge within the system and franchisees who came from the corporate world. And so from uh, uh, the, the people that were sort of in the system, they knew the system really well, but they needed to, you know, learn about compliance. They needed to learn about sort of that personal accountability and maybe these personalized goals in order to really tie, um, you know, hard KPIs, key performance indicators in with their own sort of motivations. Um, and we also, you know, needed to perhaps help with business skills and kind of more of a business mindset. It's very mm -hmm. different when you're working in something and then you're supposed to be leading something. Um, and then from the corporate people, what we found really unique was that in the corporate world, you have somebody who looks after your shadow side, you know, your weak sides. It's more easily to focus on your strengths solely when you're in a small business and a small business owner. That's what we kind of found was they needed to get close up and personal with developing some of those muscles that entrepreneurs do so easily. And often that has something to do with attribute and attitude. Um, so we coach around that. And then the third one, which we were most surprised about was top producers would, would be sort of drawn to us, you know, almost like a moth to a flame. And what we're finding with top producers is that they have this, they have this innate need to, to be at a peak performance and they will try anything and everything. So mm -hmm. these guys would come to us and um, we would stretch them beyond their own horizons. And what was interesting was they would typically be quite comfortable in a system because they are already at that level. And we would still be able to make them extremely uncomfortable. And they actually love that. They relish this, this discomfort. Um, so yeah, so we would sort of help them to kind of get up to a new horizon, which of course is exciting. Um, and what that means for a franchisor perhaps is we take care of the deepest, darkest depth. And this is where it gets to where we are today. Our coaching conversations are much more vulnerable. They are much more deep. People have much more stuff going on. And I'm sure franchisors, in fact, I know franchisors don't want to go there, right? They want to focus on the business side. They want to be mentors. They want to be trainers in the system. And so we right. allow them to be just that. And so that means, you know, franchisees are happy and satisfied. And, you know, it has a knock-on effect of creating sort of these more high-performing franchise systems, perhaps. Well, now that we know about the what, I cannot help but be curious, and I'm sure audiences as well, about the how. How do you do this? Well, this would be telling now. Now I'm going to tell you all our secrets, but, uh, you know, the secret source of PowerPods. Um, there are sort of seven key things, I think, that we use and that we do perhaps differently as well to really power someone up. And um, the first things first is kind of that, that integration and that embedment of neuroscience and positive psychology that is very specifically geared towards business peak performance. This used to be available for corporate America. It has never really been available for entrepreneurial America. 
It most certainly hasn't been for small business owners. So we are kind of bringing that to the franchise world. And we do that by training and accrediting very specialist, high-profile coaches. So when you have our coaches, they have a minimum of coaching hours. They have certain accreditations that really sort of sorts them from the rest. And they also have entrepreneurial backgrounds. So they understand what it's like to be a business owner. Um, we are delivered and backed by technology, which again, is kind of this very, it's so, it, I think it's so sexy, right? It's, it's, this, is the, this is the sexy piece because you, you, you create a delivery that is very reliant and very structured over and over. And you, you have these data sets in the history that you typically wouldn't. And you create a space that um, the coach and the, and the franchisee can interact. So very unique. And then, of course, we embed sort of these business success habits and skills, but we, we embed it at the deepest level. So this makes it very sustainable and scalable, which, again, from a, from a business perspective, once you sort of shift the DNA, the success DNA, it's kind of there to stay. And we strengthen these top producer traits. And these top producer traits are typically set by a franchise on. So, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into what they are in a little while, but, um, but we strengthen them and we keep them stable. So that then allows them to perform at a very different level consistently. And then uh, of course we, we use a, a, a very specific goal setting method. And this goes back to the neuroscience side of things. You can't get this method anywhere else. This is absolutely proprietary to the training that we have. And then it gets embedded into the PowerPods way of coaching. We track and report on our own progress, i.e. the coaches. So we get measured after every session, very uncomfortable. Um, however, we can then go back to making sure that we deliver on our promises. Um, and we can also then train our, our coaches if there are any gaps or we can re, you know, realign them with a different coach if something doesn't work out. But we also track and report on a franchisee's progress and typically on metrics that they set for themselves and that the system measures as well. So we have this very, what we would call an agile feedback loop. I know that's a little bit, yeah. But it's, you know, it's, 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 it kind of, it shares that it's really it's dynamic. And then last but not least, and I think this also makes us very unique, is we are integral to a franchise system. We embed ourselves within the system. We use the terminologies. We, we look at the goals, the culture, the core values. We embed all of those things. And our, our coaches get trained in that. So when a franchisee comes and works with us, it feels like coming home, not being in a different kind of space. Mm. So it kind of really works just beautifully like that. That's fantastic. So now understand you've been running the company for four years and you've just explained to us that you use technology to capture progress data. What kind of results do you measure and what are the effects on the individual and perhaps the franchise? Nice. Yes. I mean, we, we, we really, we, I was alluding to it earlier, but we, we sort of, we look at two things. We look at the very tangible key performance indicators that the system measures as well. Then we have perhaps some metrics that the individual sets with us that are sometimes very personal 
and has very little to do with the franchise system. And then we have sort of these intangibles, what, what we, and these are kind of these success traits I was, I was mentioning, you know, these top producer success traits. And they are set by the franchisor. So when we first get going, we, we set all of these things up and those then get measured. And specifically, we look at revenues, of course, always, and profitability, mm. always, at the end of the day. And sort of what we're achieving there, um, and we can say that now with confidence, is that we can grow revenues and profitability between 30 to 300% within three to 12 months. Fantastic. It can be sort of this real crazy unlocking, especially if somebody's been flailing in the system. So the people who've been in the system for a while and they're kind of, they know what they should be doing. If we can unlock those really quickly, they're the ones who kind of go from zero to hero really quickly. And then we sort of have these, these top producer traits and what, what's a part of that typically, especially that rings true for the here and now is kind of that resilience and this grit um, positive attitude is super important. Maintaining a positive attitude, regardless of what's going on, um, feeling engaged and motivated. Those are the things that we are tracking and we can show this stabilization. So what we found internally through our data capture is that originally there was this roller coaster ride of traits. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. And then coaching over time actually shows that they increase and get better and better and they stabilize. So we have these beautiful, these beautiful data graphs that show that, that the franchisees who work with us, that's what they, what they show. What that means for the system is, is no more major fluctuations and you have no more drama with your franchisees that you might usually sort of get, you know? Um, the other one is kind of that, it, the fact that it really sort of deeply affects sort of that ongoing performance which then allows to grow bigger and bigger and bolder every single time. Um, we call it failure proofing your business. I mean, it's, you know, but ultimately what it is, is when adversity happens, there's this greater bounce back. And today we have a lot of adversity happening to mm. us all of the time. So we need these, you know, these strengthening skills. Um, and what it does then to the franchise culture, and that's where it's also for the franchise or perhaps really interesting, what they see when the franchisees now show up, first of all, they show up, <laughs> they don't just, you know, whereas before they may or may not have taken, but they really, they become much more engaged and the conversations at a much higher level. All of a sudden, there's more strategic thinking happening. There's more creativity, greater collaboration. And when, when the individual thrives, they typically want to pass that on. You know, they don't just want to sort of hold it for themselves. So they become this, this, this kind of, you know, almost like this, this buddy system, this peer system of raising the rest of the team up as well as they go along. And of course, then they feel stoked about the, the system, which means they become advocates. And yeah. that, you know, for the franchise, well, of course, is... You know, this is what our franchisors are loving is what they now get to do is just they can go and ramp up their recruitment and they can do it in two ways. One is they can attract high caliber individuals and have franchisees singing their hymns because they're thrilled about the, the way the system is working for them. Plus, we through the sustainable and through the scalability, they are typically looking at becoming multi multi unit owners as well. So it's kind of this really double, you know, double-edged prosperity for everybody, which is kind of nice. 
Well, it all sounds great, but can you be a bit more specific and maybe even share some tangible examples? Yes. Yes, I thought you might say that. Um, well, so first things first, perhaps, is who, who cares, right? Who should care about PowerPods in the first place? And I think it is the franchisors that, um, that really want every franchisee to succeed and to get to a top producer level. These are the guys who don't want to put up with mediocrity anymore. They're fed up with it. And they know that this 50, typically this 50, 55%, there's so much more left in the tank and they want to see that on the bottom line. So that's the first guys who sort of care. The franchisees um, who care, they are the ones who are perhaps not fed up, but they just really recognize, I want to make the most out of this. I've just put my life savings into this. I want to get the best at this. And so they want to see a return on their investment and they know they have more to offer. So those are kind of the people we tend to work with the most. Um, and just to give some, some real, real examples as to how long something takes, I thought rather than giving a story about a certain franchise, franchisee or franchisor, although I, we obviously have plenty, um, there is some confidentiality around that. So I really also need to say that in our, you know, in our coaching uh, code of ethics, we need to sort of stick with, um, we need to stick with, with confidentiality a little bit. But what I thought might be really useful is to share case studies which highlight how quickly we can get somebody from where they are at to where they are now. Um, and there's one in particular, this, this person was it's actually it's two people. They're in a business partnership. They're on the, the, the unit together, which can often mean that things get delayed in terms of decision making. And they kind of, you know, they can noodle things around perhaps more often, depending on the, the dynamic. So these guys, they were sort of already done and they were flailing out of the system. Um, they'd been in the system for five years and, you know, it was kind of the last resort. So we came in as a bit of an intervention. And um, for the franchisee to just recommit to the franchise system took four sessions and a session is an hour. So within four sessions, they were from, I'm never going to talk to my franchisor again. And we are so disenchanted with the whole thing. You know, they were ready to walk away. One of the, 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 the franchise uh, uh, partners had already taken a job. He'd already gone, like moved on. And so it took four sessions together for them to recommit. Now, the, for, for any franchisor listening, you understand the drama and the cost of having somebody flunk out of the system and the time and the effort and the energy that it takes. So four sessions and then to get them to recommit and then from this recommitting stage to getting to top producer. And that was what was so exciting to see. It took only 10 sessions. So within six months, we had this, this, these franchise owners from getting out of the system to getting back into the system. And now they're the greatest advocates. So that's one, one example. And uh, don't know if you have any sort of thoughts on that. You probably do. It's fantastic. I mean, I think we would all love to see that. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming and um, that you really have to get their buy-in to participate. And that, that's something I'd like to understand. So you've got this really negative person who's checking out. How do you get them to buy in to even participate in the sessions? Well, because I think they're suffering too, right? So there's suffering on both sides. So, and then it's just about, at the end of the day, it's about a decision. 
are you in or are you out black and white mm-hmm. right and we have that kind of decision and and because we're not vested we don't bring any emotions to the table or any expectations or attachments so we really allow them to do that deeper thinking for themselves and of course coaching really helps with that to really go okay let's look at all the ins and outs before you make a decision and then the, and, and you know this probably too, when you have sort of this one foot in, one foot out, it just really doesn't work. So you're either in or you're out. The other case study that I thought would be a really useful one to, um, to bring to today's conversation is kind of this languishing through the system. And languishing is, of course, sort of top of mind for many people, um, as long as it's been detected within them. But uh, this particular uh, individual had been in the system for a long time, um, had been in different partnerships, different things, and he finally was sort of out on his own for about three years within the franchise system and never really got it going. There was stuff that really sort of was holding him back. And and so he was at at about 800,000 when we first started working together in terms of revenues. And he needed just a lot of realignment and had nothing to do with the franchise system, had nothing to do with the training, had everything to do with him. And it took sort of these, these initial, we started off with goal setting, which is what we were talking about earlier, very unique in, in our space to kind of get that motivation, this intrinsic motivation going. And, and that takes about three sessions, took him three sessions, and then to get to sort of this, this goal pursuit it took another 10 sessions. And so we got him to from, from this 800,000 to just over 2 million. So he grew by 125% in the shortest time. And now he's sort of setting some really bold goals because again, he has kind of grown into this new space, feels really confident in that. And now he's you know at, uh, at, a, at, a, at a revenue projection over the next 36 months, just what's already in the sales pipeline um of six million so fantastic the franchisor of course is 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 just thrilled you know and and now they're looking at who else can we bring into into the fold you know like it's a very sticky sticky way of working with us but to just perhaps wrap this up it's kind of our sweet spot and where we often shine the most is kind of anywhere within within sort of that either starting from the system to kind of eliminate bad habits from you know getting getting in the way of peak performance in the future um people who really are eager to want to get the most out of it so these you know wanting to get to produce a level and then and then this kind of uh, uh, intervention, I would call it this, this, you know, when you're kind of stuck somewhere, we really need to kind of see, are you moving forward or, or are you moving out? Um, I don't really have a favorite, but I got to say everybody has the potential and we can't give up on anybody right now. So rather than just kind of going, you know, next, let's bring in the new, the next franchisee and hoping that we just, you know, just forget about these that we have over here. They're ready to be unlocked. They want to be unlocked. They're still hanging around. So unlock them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? yeah. Stop, stop the struggle is basically, you know, the message there. 
All right. Well, with all this data that you're capturing, you mentioned earlier that you use this for analysis on the mind's impact on performance. I'm wondering what trends do you see that get in the way of performance? And also, most importantly, what impact has the pandemic had on these trends? We, we really look at it three ways. One is what happened before the pandemic. Now we're in the midst of it. And then also maybe making a prediction for the future as we're going into 2022. And so for the, for the before the pandemic, you know, and I think this will resonate with, with most franchisors. They know their stuff and we see this too, which is kind of this poor adoption of, you know, system processes, this lack of compliance or this fighting the system for whatever reason. Often when you're very entrepreneurial, you kind of, you want to make your own stamp on things or you want to improve something, you know, and that's not always necessary or needed or wanted. Um, Often there's kind of this lack of connection to their own purpose, this higher purpose. This is what ultimately drives us and it goes beyond the franchise system. It's about the individual. So they don't sort of have that connection. They're not really clear. Um, Often there are reasons, internal reasons that hold them back from follow through and kind of really get in their way. And they can then get really stuck in the weeds. So these are our, you know, our drama queens that are just, you know, forever the pessimists and, and, and kind of trying to bring them back into a more of a positive mindset. Um, the other one is, is sort of these personal roadblocks. And that could be saboteurs that are outside of the franchise's reach. You know, that could be spouses or, or, you know, partners that kind of influence that can get in the way. And some of which, and this is even, this, it doesn't matter if it's kind of new into the system or top producer levels, there can be some disempowering belief systems that can crop up. So that's what we sort of found before the pandemic. And that's, you know, what we would sort of focus on the most. Since the pandemic, this whole and I mean, we've just had this, you know, it's just so timely that we're having this podcast here with the new variant also just being, mm. you know, identified. And, and now there's even more uncertainty than there was maybe, you know, a month ago. And things are shifting and changing. Right now I have a client, for instance, she is stuck in Europe and she is being tested, you know, she's had three tests in the last 24 hours. Like it's just, you know, she feels violated. I mean, these, these uncertainties and this lack of autonomy and this also this feeling of isolation and disconnectedness is, is, is really prevalent and is creating a lot of havoc, even if it's not necessarily detected by the franchise system yet. Um, now I need to, there is kind of this, some franchises have been in the thick of thin things. So there really hasn't been enough business that's going around or the, the, uh, the pandemic um, advisories have sort of really impacted their business model. You know, when we're think, thinking of the fitness industry, for instance, they have been really impacted. Um, you know, then others have been in the thin or thick things. You know, when I think of my construction guys here, I mean, they have just been inundated and they just, you know, what, what does one client say? We're swatting the leads away like flies. You know, it's just too much to handle. Um, and then there's these too many stresses. Like it's just too much to cope with. The brain is just not 
loving that and this constant demand and for leaders in particular who don't just look after one franchise system they're looking after 50 or 100 and so now they're on the hook for all of them it's just huge amounts of stress and then uh, what we've sort of been finding is and and we're not really going to get a chance to really get into it today but it's kind of this undetected emotion for 2021 and it will be more emphasized as we go into 2022. And that's the, the, the languishing that we've been discussing in the past. Um, our research has been showing we have some data sets that we've collected with 1500 franchise professionals over the past sort of two years. And we've been looking at this and we can say that 98% have been affected at some point or are still affected. Um, by languishing. And so we're really, we're calling it the mindemic within the pandemic. It's a real thing. And if we're now looking to 2022, I mean, I don't know if you have seen the news, we are based in British Columbia. We have had the most extreme weather events in the last two weeks. Um, Whole farming communities have been wiped out. Like it's just, so not only are we dealing with the stresses of the pandemic and as we're taking the new variant into 2022, we also have other real stresses that we're dealing with that are climate related. Um, and so at the very, very least, it's going to be the same. At the, at the worst, it's going to get a lot worse. So we're going to find people, you know, having less bandwidth, having, feeling more fatigued, feeling more burnout. Um, so if you, if you are not coaching with power pods, how are you stabilizing these top producer traits intrinsically on a DNA level? Like I'm thinking, you know, I know you guys know this in the front net world, you use the disc profile. So think of a high D that typically when under, you know, when there's less stress, they're able to adapt and are not so blunt maybe and can bring a little bit more patience and really rein themselves in. When the stresses are high, to not be blunt anymore <laughs> can be really, really challenging. You know, so it's it's that kind of, we don't have a social mask, you know, and that's mm-hmm. going to be a, a, a key thing looking into 2022. And I think the other thing that's going to be a major impact is the personal stresses. Right. So this is from financials, right? Uh, I mean, here, interest rates are going to be increasing. We already have inflation rates like the government needs to also put money back into, you know, into the kitty after the big pandemic bailouts. So, you know, there's going to be a financial stress personally. Um, There will be some, maybe some health stresses um, and, and these concerns still that continue on. We're back in, you know, wearing masks, small, small groups only um, boosters and, and then last but not least, kind of these personal relationships that have also, like we've had a lot, and my heart goes out to these individuals, um, we've had a lot of our franchisees that have had some personal relationships falling apart. And, you know, they're dealing with that alongside with everything else, which is mm-hmm. really challenging. Um, and then I mentioned my client, and, and as I was preparing for today here, who's stuck in in Europe right now. And she was witnessing firsthand these riots that are going on in the streets of the Netherlands and, and, you know, in other parts in Austria. And she was just, she wanted to just travel a little bit of Europe and she was just caught in all of this and this Mm. global divisiveness that we're still seeing. 
you know, this, 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 it's, it's really, it's stoking the fears. It is. Isn't yeah. it? And so it's for nice. us, if, if we can, and I, and this is not just promotion, this is a real thing. I think our world has changed so much and I think our world is not going to go back to normal anytime soon. And so with that, we need to find a better way of managing those external stresses. And we need to help our franchisees, help our franchisors to stay focused and to feel motivated. And that's just no longer accomplishable by yourself. And counseling is going to take too long. Therapy is going to take too long. So what, what are your choices here? Ultimately, it's, it's neurocoaching with power pots, I'm afraid to say. <laughs> well, I'm pleased to say, and we are ready for you. <laughs> It's great. Connie, as usual, when we spend time together, it just flies by. What I would like to end with, if you could tell the audience your um, website and how they could get more information about Power Pods, either from an individual or from a franchisor standpoint. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you can always obviously reach out to us directly. Reach out to me. Uh, My email is Connie at powerpods.coach. Our website is www.powerpods.coach. Those are the best ways to get get a hold of us. You can also reach out to Tina. Tina, she's our head of operations. Um, We would not be doing as well if if it wasn't for Tina. Tina can be reached at curious at powerpods.coach. So, yeah, just reach out to us. And uh, we are are here for you. We can answer some questions. one thing I want to say is this, we don't operate with contracts. We don't operate with any tie-ins. You don't have to commit to anything. Um, it works while it works. And our clients are extremely sticky. The people that we started with, you know, um, they're still with us. And um, that's very unique. Coaching typically lasts three to six months. You know, anybody who's ever had a coach, you kind of have something you want to coach on then you accomplish that. You say, thank you very much. And you move on. Our clients are uber, uber sticky. Um, right. And, and I think that kind of speaks for itself. So please reach out, it stop the struggle, go and in, investigate what this is all about. And uh, yeah, we hope to, to hear from you. And Jenna, thank you so much for having me here today. Thank you, Connie. I really appreciate your time. And I know our audience has enjoyed this session and we'll have more questions. So look forward to hearing from you, the contacts and the feedback you get after today. So thanks everyone for joining us on Just Jana.